Welcome back to your safe space, the beauty and being real. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Beauty and Being Real podcast. I hope you've all had a lovely week. And do let me know on Instagram, alicia.a.cave or the Beauty and Being Real. Or you can drop us an email, these will all be in the description. In today's episode, I spoke to lovely Maddie, who I met during lockdown as we both trained with Magnetic Studios. And in this episode, we spoke about her scoliosis and how it affected her as a performer, what she thinks can change in the industry and how we can do so, and discussed our experiences during lockdown and how it not only started my career as a dancer, but I met the most amazing people. And as she was at Bird during the lockdown, how that sort of affected her qualification as it was all done over Zoom. I hope you enjoy this episode and let's get into it. Okay, can you start off by saying a little bit about yourself? Okay, so my name is Maddie. I am a performer and I have just graduated from Bird College and since then I have been working professionally and now I am living in London and hustling hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh bless. Have you done much? Well could you speak a little bit about your time in Bird and some of the jobs that you've done if you're able to? Oh yeah yeah so um Bird was a bit of a whirlwind. I was a 2022 graduate, which means that majority of my training was during lockdown. Yeah. Um, training was fun. I It was hard, obviously, like being on Zoom was really hard, but I'm not going to say that it wasn't the best thing that could have happened. I think um, everyone went through a different experience during college in my year group, but um. I got to like explore like different styles of dance and like I think the fact that no one was in the room but me doing this class and there was no one else there like to like look at or compare myself to or to copy from as well like it gave you this sense of like ownership and like accountability for everything and I would like literally say that that was the best thing that could have happened and then I graduated and everything it was scary like third year was like really really scary coming back um to pretty much like full-time training and then shows and things like that because we were like chucked in at the deep end um going straight back into studios after being online for so long so graduating was scary we literally just didn't know what was going to happen and finding agents and like doing our musicals and stuff um but I had the best time. I was um, on stage swing for my third year musical, which gave me like a little bit of experience for like my first contract actually. Um, so I was actually in the finals for something else that day. And I get the call from my agent um, like that morning before the final. They're like, Maddie, um, you, remember you did that open call audition for RWS? And I was like, yeah, which was like months ago. And they, um my agent was like well they've offered you a job to go to Mexico in like 10 days I was like okay that's cool I'm about to go into the final for something else and bearing in mind this thing that I this was something that I really really wanted um so I was like let's can we hold them off and I didn't get this thing that I was in the final for so I was like oh my gosh so 
I'm really disappointed, but I've got this job in Mexico, but I don't know if I want to go. And yeah. Um, yeah. I went not knowing what I was getting myself in for. It was like a 10 day turnaround. I had 24 hours to accept it. Um, and then they were like, yeah, you have to be there in 10 days because I was replacing someone. So it's really, really quick. Didn't know what I was getting myself in for. It was so far away from home. Um, crazy, crazy time. And it was the best thing that I could have ever done. Um, definitely. I think, you know, that was the thing that I was, in my entire life, I was the most scared to do that. Yeah. Um, I'd never been that scared in my life. And um, it turned out to be the best thing that could have ever happened to me. So I think that's like a lesson to like do the things that you're scared of and just bite the bullet and you never know. Um, so I did nine weeks in Mexico um, as a singer dancer at um, an Iberia star resort. And it was beautiful and I had the best time and I met these amazing people from all over the world. And I ended up covering our dancer and our singer. Like there were some times when I got chucked on stage, things like that. Like it was, it was crazy, but um, it was a, it was a moment. It was definitely a moment. <laughs> so amazing. I honestly, I fully agree that like the thing that scares you most is the thing you've got to go for, but that's, that's so incredible. I can't believe you only had like 10 days and then you're like, okay, you're off. Oh Back. my gosh. Packing up my room was like the biggest, like you can see it in the video here. Like I've got like all my plants and like I had fairy lights. I had like accumulated so much stuff as well over uni and living out of a suitcase for like nine weeks, like which is two months, you like learn that you don't need half of the things that you own. So all my junk is like gone pretty much um I've got a question here it's like your dream show but I've learned from doing some of these interviews that not many people as they like graduate and everything actually have a dream show so just sort of what you would like to do next in your career or what you aspire to do um yeah well like when you sent this I was like do I have a dream show because there are so many things that I would love to do yeah so um, like, I hate when people ask that question because not like that it's a bad question because I think it's a really interesting one to unpack. Yeah. But um, you just don't know. you Your dream shows change as you get older because you realise, actually, maybe I want to do this or maybe I want to do that. And there's so many different routes you can go down in this industry. Um, but what I will say is, like, my dream show is something that I love, like, doing something that I love because I know that, some contracts may look amazing but like they might just be boring or like you might not have the best time on them and you hear that from people um one where i can travel would be amazing definitely um i think that's a big thing i'm working with some great people like there are so many choreographers it's probably easier to tell you the people that like i'd love to work with like people like drew mcconey or andy blankenbuehler someone like that taylor walker's like really up and coming and he's amazing like i do his classes on a saturday i know like it's just all these there's so many like different people i want to work with so i'd say that yeah there are like things that i love like shows that i love so so much but um i don't know where it's life is going to take me and i think pinning your dreams on one show 
that's like a lot of pressure to put on yourself 100 <laughs> percent. yeah I completely agree that's I've had quite a lot of answers like that and I love asking the question because I love seeing what people say but I, I'm completely the same with the choreographers like if someone says to me what's your dream show I'm like I'd love to do some work with like Ricky Jinx, Drew McConey, Hot Fresh Sector, yeah. like those people that's always my go-to like I really want to yeah. do company work for sure yeah absolutely um what issues do you think are in the industry and how can we work to change these things I know there's probably not just one that comes to mind, but mm. yeah. Um, okay, so I actually thought really long and hard about this question when you like sent me them prior so I could have a think. And um, I think the thing that I want to see change is the promotion of autonomy in our industry. Like that, I'm trying to think of an easy way to explain. I think the easiest way would be like, for example, social media is like a massive thing just in life. Like people hop on trends. Like I had this kid that I was teaching and she comes in, she's like nine years old and she comes in with this energy drink called Prime. Do you oh, even know who yeah. this is? Um, I'm old. I mean, I'm not that old. Um, But like, <laughs> I'm not really clued up on TikTok or anything like that. But like, I was like, what's so great about this energy drink? And she was like, um, she was like, cause it's prime. And I was like, slay. And I read like the ingredients and um, it looked like a an electrolyte. Yeah, um, it's supposed to be like a healthy electrolyte version of an energy drink, but it's by like yeah. these two famous YouTubers. So people really like them. Yeah, well, that's just an example of people hopping on a trend and like no shade if, it's, if she enjoys the drink, then absolutely, but they're so expensive. Yeah. And- everyone's doing like everything because everyone else is doing it um I was speaking to a choreographer and she has an open class at pineapple and she was like Maddie I really want my class to sell out but I just don't want to film anything she was like I look at all these other teachers and they're filming everything and they always get sold out classes and it's like because everyone thinks that that's like the trendy class to go to and I've been to these classes and they're great but also this other teacher that's really good and I actually get so much out of her classes because I feel safe because there's nothing being filmed. Um, I prefer that. Like, and um, I think people, even though it might not be, and I've been like fallen into that trap, it might not be something that like is meant for you. You can go there to like get you to, like to push yourself out of your comfort zone and make you better, absolutely. But like, you need to branch out and, it's the same with like singing and acting and like reading. I do like a lot of reading at the moment because I think that that really helps you form your own opinions and ideas of different things and different things to try. Um, and like, there's no set way to conquer this industry. Everyone thinks that like, if they don't get a job on the West End or like a tour or something like that, that they've automatically failed. Like I fell into that trap like last year when I took this Mexico job, but Mexico was so humbling because there, everyone in that cast was talented, like incredible. Like some of them were like Mexican musical theatre royalty. Some of them had done like Royal Caribbean cruise ships. Like our dance captain did um, Saturday Night Fever with um, Anthony Ramos. Oh, wow. Yeah, like when he was like younger, like these people had done everything. So it was just so humbling. And 
now one of them's gone on a cruise, like the other ones have stayed on, like they've all gone to do different things and it's not the end goal. And it's about like um, the process, not the product. And I think people like don't actually know who they are because they're doing what everyone else is doing. And I think life is so much more fruitful if you actually figure out what do I want? What fills my soul? What am I good at? What do I want to like get better with? Um, what makes me stand out? What makes me me? You know, does that make sense? Or have I just waffled? Oh, no, 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 a hundred percent. I remember in one of Drew McConey's classes, he said to me that you should always prioritize happiness. And I remember my first thought at like 15 when I, cause I just started dancing. I was like, well, how can I ever be happy if I'm not like on the West end and like all this stuff. And now that I've gotten older, I'm like, I prioritize my happiness and like, I will do what makes me happy. So I really resonate with that. And sorry, go on. Oh, the world won't cave in. Okay. So if you want to like leave a week between you doing classes. So like I, at the moment, I, I'm lucky if I do like two classes a week at the moment, it's like one class. The yeah. world doesn't cave in actually like these people that are, I mean, good on them. I don't know how they're doing it. These people that do like five classes a week, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, um, what I do as my muggle job and things like that. So like doing one is actually more beneficial because I'm well rested. I can go in and drill everything. And actually I feel great, you know? With what you said about how like you felt safe in the class that didn't film, this isn't really relevant but I train with house jazz now as well and I yeah. remember I did their development week and I was really nervous because I'd never like gone to London to do a class for many of them and I walked in and they actually put curtains all over the mirrors so we could do it without the judgment of judging ourselves and others and it was incredible I felt so safe oh my god and this is house of jazz right yes yeah I've been looking at their stuff like I guess I'm trying to like branch out if you know what I mean but that sounds really good. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. Loved every moment. They need more of that. Like another great one is um the Tellers Company. Um, Taylor Walker. Taylor Walker is such a nice guy. Um, and like I was like so scared to go in because he's so creative. It's actually kind of intimidating. Um, but we hardly ever film, and it's like going to Hogwarts for like two hours. <laughs> oh, I in, like, love it we're not at pineapple or base or anywhere like that where we we've been at Mount View for like the past like month yeah um training every week and no one really knows that we're there no one posts anything um we had a videographer come in like last week just to take snippets of the class and not even like the full thing just like at the end like oh we're purposefully going to get the camera out now she was like hiding behind the piano getting candids of us and things like that and that's nice but it's not like overly like plastered and like we can all appreciate the artist that Taylor is without it being in your face 24 7. 100% he is so lovely I remember during lockdown I did one of his classes and he was so supportive and like I'd never danced before lockdown so I was like oh okay and like it's sort of encouraged you've never danced before lockdown magnetic shoes is my first time dancing right okay Alicia let's just talk about that for a minute <laughs> that's like but that's what that time was all about like experiment in a, a judgment-free zone and like you're happy right you're like you're happy with your art 
And that's just, that's such a sleigh that takes balls. Now, it's really weird because it's like two, three years ago, I'd never danced before. And now in a few months, I leave to get my degree at college in dance. And it's like, well, what the hell? That's cr- okay. That's crazy. <laughs> that's so, that's amazing. You should be so proud of yourself. Thank you. That's so kind. Thank it's you. It's all right. Wow. How do you think people can make a difference in this industry? Hmm. It's a really difficult question. That's like, that's really difficult. I think, I think becoming an equity member would be a great start. I agree. Um, I just did an episode on equity. (laughs) So I'm renewing my membership when I get paid. But, um, the thing is, I was like, do I buy into equity, keep buying into equity? Because it's like money coming out of my bank and I'm really poor at the moment. Um, I'm not really poor, but, you know, like I could do with them extra money. I was like, yeah. is it worth it? But the only way that we can actually make a difference is if every performer buys into it and they get as much funding as possible to, like, make these things happen and helping us, like, this um, stand up for 17%. Like, yeah. this movement is going on and... I think that that's a big thing. And I just, I think people can make a difference just by being nice humans. I know it sounds so like basic, but you know, there are people that come to class for the first time and they don't feel like they know anyone. Like I made a friend at base a few months back um she's from australia and she didn't know anyone and she's had a sick career like this woman was on like the elvis movie and stuff and no one would have known because she just kept herself to herself but she asked this girl a question and this girl didn't know the answer so i was like oh my god are you doing so-and-so's class and she was like yeah and we just started chatting and now i've got a friend like and just supporting each other and just being nice and open i think another thing is like being open and allowing yourself to be vulnerable and that comes with just like there's a difference between like again social media like posting everything on social media yeah that's being open but what about in that genuine way when you actually like look into someone's eyes and humanly connect with someone and say oh my god we have this in common let's support each other let's go to class together let's Let's create something together. I think that collaboration is like a huge thing. And I think we can make a difference just by, you know, valuing human connection a little bit more. 100%. My first pineapple class, it was with Gavin Eden. And Mm -hmm. I've done his lockdown classes, but I've never actually gone to a pineapple class. I know he's so sweet. This absolutely lovely woman who I met called Suki, she literally, Gavin said, you look stressed, I went, I am stressed. And then she just took me under her wing and she helped me for the entire thing. It was so nice. And I joined the Zoom like a month later and she started waving at the screen because she recognised me. And it was just the nicest feeling. Well, this is the thing, I think as well, like with lockdown, like, you know, everyone, like, I remember college was like use this time to network use this time to network and obviously that's how it started with the intentions that oh my gosh if i do this person's class then they'll be like oh my god she worked so hard during lockdown which was great um but the the relationships that like we formed like my best friend who was in my year but we just never crossed paths in our year now we're like 
best friends because of that time. And like, I'm going, I've got a studio book tomorrow, you know, with Kira Brunton. I love Kira. She's so and, like, sweet. That never, that never would have happened if it wasn't for lockdown. Like I've formed relationships with people who are in like West End shows. Like if you think about magnetic movement and like those classes that we do every week and I have to mention them, like we can't get through this podcast without no, mentioning them. I know, I know. Like if Alex and Lindsay just so by happen, like I happen, words. If Alex <laughs> and Lindsay are happen to be listening, then like we love you and everything that you did for us. Like I think that that's that's what it's all about, really. Um, those connections. I owe them everything. Like I, they gave me my like career and like college essentially, like hundred percent. And just the people I met along the way, I made such good friends. One of my best friends um she's already at the college because I'm doing a gap year currently and I've yeah. never actually explored that college before and so she was the one who helped me like get into it and I'm I'm so grateful for the people I met so yeah magnetic viewers we absolutely love you and I'm forever grateful yeah <laughs> I still haven't oh. met any of them yet I, I'm determined when you I meet them. them oh my gosh have you been to see Newsies no I'm hoping to go very soon I'm hoping like it's insane if anyone listening hasn't been seen newsies go and see it it's on until july oh my god this is like a plug but it's so good it's so good i definitely need to see it for sure um are you okay to speak a little bit about your scoliosis yeah my scoliosis so i was diagnosed and i was 14 years old and like no one like picked up on it um for like a really long time and I was like in my ballet class like is this normal and my dance teacher kind of dismissed it we're not going to talk about that but yeah um then I was getting changed I'm just going to give you the whole anecdote because it's so funny I was getting changed in Topshop I was trying on like a play suit or something for a party and my mum like was like Maddie are you okay and she like literally like bent me over and I was like what's going on she was like, have you dislocated your shoulder? And I was like, what? Um, I was like, I'm fine. She was like, does it hurt? And I was like, no, please let me stand up. Um, <laughs> so then she was like looking at it. And I was like getting like dead freaked out. And then she Googled it. And she was like, Maddie, I think you might have scoliosis. And I was like, what the heck is that? And she actually read up on an article about a dancer that had scoliosis and that like corrected it herself. But we went to an, um, the doctors and I got an x-ray. And they were like, yeah, it's the official term is um adolescent idiopathic scoliosis and it was like a 40 degree curvature which is like that and it was like like that and it had like a convex twist not convex i don't know had a twist and i still have the twist excuse me um but yeah the surgeon was like yeah so we we can't brace you because you're going to finish growing like in like the next year i was like okay they were like we can give you surgery but and if you don't know the surgery is like in this country anyway, it's through the NHS, you get like metal rods put into your spine and they're like bolted into place to make your But because mine was in my thoracic, mine was in my T12 junction, which is like in the middle of my back. It literally would have stopped all my movement. Oh my Um, God. So I was like, no, I'm not getting that. I don't feel comfortable with that. My parents don't feel comfortable with that. And then he was like, you're never gonna like be a dancer. And I was like, um a bit taken aback so like any other 
determined person would do. They were just like, I'm going to do it anyway. And um, like this kind of like toxic positivity kind of um, surrounded it for like quite a while, actually. And, you know, you were like, you, I was so resilient. I was like, I'm not going to let it stop me. But at the same time, it was like the overwhelm of not actually knowing what to do to correct it. Um, and I was doing like more cardio and like strength training and stretching and stuff like that. But it wasn't until lockdown where we actually got to a point where I was doing Pilates and yoga and listening to my body holistically that we actually kind of put a dent in it. And I remember, I remember after being nearly a year into lockdown, I went to see Master Path. I had my little mask on and everything. And he was like, oh my gosh, your back has like improved so much. He was like, it's not like an S curve anymore. It's like a C curve. And he was like, what have you been doing? And I was like, Pilates, yoga, dance, um, like contemporary classes, like which all contribute to mobility, to strength um, and balanced it all out. He was like, yeah, Maddie, it's like improved. And I remember like it was just before Christmas break and I was like voice noting um, um, Lindsay Atherton. And I was like, Linz, you and Alex aren't going to believe this. Um, this is what my osteopath said today. And they got like really emotional because it was through those classes and just having that safe space to actually tune into my own body that we got there. Um, so yeah, then those kind of holistic practices became a normal part of my routine. And like, I'm, I haven't figured it all out yet because there's like a lot of other things that come with it, like mentally, um, like confidence wise, there's like a bit of body dysmorphia. Um, but that hasn't like been officially diagnosed. I use that phrase very, very loosely, um, just because it's never been like medically diagnosed, but I think a lot of dancers suffer with that kind of that idea that their body does not look correct or they wish that it looked different and themselves worked up about it. And I really, really did. Um, so yeah, but um, I was lucky enough to actually speak to a performer who works a lot with Stephen Mia. Um, she's called Alexandra Waite Roberts, and she was in Cinderella on the West End, and she's done like so many other things. Um, but she has scoliosis, and she's a sleigh queen. She's incredible, and I like I got in contact with her through like friends of friends, and um. Yeah, we and I saw her at the train station today and met her for the first time. So we oh, were just chatting cool. between the bridge and the green. I just had to mention her because that was kind of cool. But um, that's incredible. Yeah, I know. So I think what I'm trying to think like, what do I take away? What can I get you guys to take away from my experience with scoliosis? Is that know your body listen to your body and it goes back to that autonomy thing that I was talking about before it's all about the autonomy and um what your body needs and what makes you happy and what makes you feel strong and beautiful and all these different things it's very much about that like if you find your autonomy you're going to be okay a hundred percent I completely agree I remember there was like one unit in my BTEC and it was all about how to like make your body sort of correct to be a dancer like the diet the strengthening the stuff like that and I was like but yeah, I, hate I do understand that but also if I want to see my friends and 
not dance that day or have a pizza that day or just actually like rest and recover I think that's vital as well yeah I think those plans and stuff especially for if you want to live like a normal life they're not sustainable and um I think everybody's different like I was obsessed when I was younger with having like I hate I'm quite like I have like curves and yeah. I have a chest and I have a bum and I'm kind of like stocky in my thighs and I was obsessed I was like I want to look completely straight up and down like an ironing board and I wanted like a ballet body and I like tried and tried to do it but obviously it wasn't going to work and then um, we got to that point where I was like it's not going to happen um because my body's that's not in my genetics and um I think welcoming other body types to dance is very very important because otherwise you're going to damage a lot of people and it has damaged a lot of people um yeah yeah I had a very similar experience growing up that's crazy I mean I hope that like everything that I've said has made sense because I tend to like ramble and get off on a whirlwind but I think that what, what can I leave this on I think podcasts like this and like I love a good podcast but oh, I yeah, think 100%. I think things like this I would just like to say like Alicia I really admire what you're doing because you've taken um an idea that you had and created a platform for so many different people to kind of share their thoughts and opinions you know they've come from like different backgrounds they do different things um in this industry and like I think that that's so needed we have like this idea in our minds of what it means to be a performer in this country and like you hear about like oh my gosh I want to be in the west end I want to do this that and the other and that's great like people have dreams but um I think being real which is like the name of your podcast the beauty <laughs> in the no the beauty in the be- in being real is that you what am I trying to say the beauty in being real is that everyone is like able to be on the same level and feel that they're doing okay instead of this like kind of like distorted reality where we only see the best bits of someone's life like you have to take a step back from that every now and again I bring it back to social media I've been relatively quiet on social media and sometimes I'm like I can't be bothered to post about that that's not interesting no one else is going to care about that am I doing it just to validate myself probably like ego is like a massive thing and um the work I don't want to feel like the work that I'm doing creatively behind the scenes which I am like working on things like artistically yeah I don't need that to be validated by anyone else because when I actually do share it it you know it's going to be seen you know yeah that really means a lot thank you the thing that actually made me want to start the podcast it was a magnetic studio thing and it was like chat for change or something like that and I remember everyone just saying like what they would like to change and I was like oh I remember like six year old me was like I can do something about this and now two years later you absolutely can and you have and like you've got yourself editor and you've got yourself like a brand 
And I think that that's so nice. It's like, it's very badass. <laughs> Thank you. That's really kind. But this is the example of like being creative and innovative and taking something you're really passionate about and just like making something, making something that's actually going to do good. And it's going to inspire people. It's like going to inspire me and it's going to inspire you by doing it. And then anyone who listens is going to feel inspired too, you know? Thank you so much for joining us. I wouldn't have been able to do this without you and I absolutely loved this interview. Like, I've really enjoyed it, so thank oh, you. Oh, bless you. No, absolutely no problem. It's been so nice to actually talk to you in person. thank you so much to Maddie who did this interview with me it was my first time like probably speaking to Maddie as it is with a few other people that I've interviewed so it was so nice to finally get to speak to her over the phone and as you can see she is one of the loveliest people in the world and I'm so grateful to know her she's absolutely incredible and if you don't know her get to know her because she is gonna go so far further than she already has and yeah I really hope you take away a lot from this episode. I certainly did. When I was recording it, doing the actual interview, when I was listening back, when I listened once George has edited it. Like, it really, really means a lot to me this episode and I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, be sure to like, subscribe, follow, whatever it is you can do on these apps, I'm not entirely sure. And I will see you next week for another solo episode of The Beauty and Being Real. This podcast was written and recorded by Alicia Smith. It was produced and edited by George Ray. Thank you so much for listening. If you have a moment to spare, please like, follow and review the podcast. Follow us on social media, which are linked in the podcast description. See you next Sunday for another episode of The Beauty in Being Real.